0: Welcome, Nexus Church Online family, to our series in the book of Mark, simply titled Mark. Over the course of this year, we've been taking a look at the book of Mark, and over this summer, we've simplified it and taken it piece by piece and examined what exactly it looks like to follow after Jesus I love the book of Mark. It is full of stories. It's full of teachings that Jesus did for us, his followers. And it is my hope and prayer that as you followed along and listened on your own, that this encourages you, challenges you, and maybe even brings you some comfort in your life in this world that we find ourselves in. And so if you would like more information about uh, who we are as Nexus Church or would like to give online, uh, you can go to nexuschurchmn.com. Uh, that's all one word, nexuschurchmn.com, and we'll have all the information there for you. Uh, you can also follow us along on Facebook, if you are on Facebook, at Nexus Church MN. You can also uh, email us at nexuschurchmn.com at gmail.com, Facebook messages. Uh, do whatever works for you so that we can connect and help you in your journey in following Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Welcome back Nexus Church family to another week in the series we've titled Mark. And today we are going to be digging into a story of pretty dramatic story. One that maybe, if you're reading the Bible and going through, maybe you wouldn't really relate to. uh, Because it's one that is just not common, at least in America today. And that is a story of a man filled with a demon that Jesus delivered. And from this this story, I really want to apply it to your daily life. Like you can actually apply what we read in this passage today to your daily life. And, and that is simply the fact that Jesus can move in your life and just like he moved in this man's life. That he can deliver you from maybe not the demon like we see in this story, but a demon maybe that you're facing today. You see the enemy of your soul isn't going to look like what we read of in the Bible all the time. He's going to simply impact you in a way that will destroy you. And so we're going to get into that today after we read this passage and try to uh, discover how God can deliver you from the enemy in your spirit, in your life. And so let's get into uh, Mark uh, chapter 5. Verses 1 through 20. They came to the other side of the sea, to the region of the Gerasenes. And as soon as he got out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit came out of the tombs and met him. He lived in the tombs, and no one was able to restrain him anymore, not even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but had torn the chains apart and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and knelt down before him, and he cried out with a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, before God, don't torment me, for he had told him, Come out of the man you unclean spirit. What is your name? He asked him. It would be Jesus. My name is Legion, he answered him, because we are many. Nah, it's the demon speaking, right? And he begged him earnestly not to send him out of the region. And so a large herd of pigs was there feeding on the hillside. And the demons begged him, send us to the pigs so that we may enter them. And so he gave them permission And the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. The herd of about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank and into the sea and drowned there. The men who tended them ran off and reported in the town and the countryside, and people went to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs. Then they began to beg him to leave the region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged him earnestly that he might remain with him. And Jesus did not let him, but told him, Go home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So he went out and began to proclaim in Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And they were amazed. What a fascinating story. What an encounter this man had with Jesus. He was one mad man, wasn't he? I don't know anybody who is that possessed by an evil spirit that that could break any kind of shackle or chain that he was tied up in. I mean he he was relegated to a graveyard where only he would exist and all by himself where he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Like I I don't know what would have caused this person to be so evil and so demon-possessed, but there he was alone. And the Bible says in, in verse 9 that he was, he was so filled with the power of the enemy that they, they called himself or himself, whatever this demon was, legion. In, in the Roman world, a legion was 6,000 trained men for, for battle. Now, this doesn't mean that there was 6,000 demons inside of this man, but the power of 6,000 people was inside of him, controlling him, dictating his every move. What a horrible situation to be in. Like, I can't think of, of a worse condition But to be totally out of your mind because of this demon, this evil inside of him that we don't know however it even got there. There, there, There's no record of, of him being a certain way and then all of a sudden one day having this demon come upon him. But whatever the case was, he was definitely not himself anymore. He was controlled by something else. But then Jesus comes onto the scene, and as he approaches him, this evil spirit starts to panic, right? Everything was about to change, and the evil spirit knew he was about to be evicted. And so he cries out in desperation don't send me away from this region. I don't this is my area, this is my control, this is where I've been given power. And if you evict me from here, I will be done and sent to the abyss to never return. Right? Like, I mean, that's the only thing I can assume is like this was it for him. If he was cast out of this man, he was done for. He had nothing to torment anymore. And so he begged to go into this herd of a massive amount of pigs like that's huge right i don't know i've never seen 2000 pigs before uh, in a farm but i've seen pigs in a farm and i know that they're not exactly the greatest things to be around and so this this demon was looking for any source to continue to do his evil and so jesus allowed this demon to go into the pigs and hurl them down the side. Now, again, we we don't understand this kind of story because we don't see it in America. This is not something that we we, we have normally happening. I mean, sure, every once in a while, maybe you see somebody where you're like, whoa, that guy's off a little bit, like, eh. But it still does happen in the world. When I was in Tanzania. I'll never forget uh, the church service that we were attending, and we are just there as guests, just to see the service, just to experience this, this culture. And as we were just getting going in the service and worshiping, and, and their songs were just full of life. And I mean, it was a church no different than uh, any kind of church you would see in America. I mean, obviously not all the bells and whistles we have here, but it was a very nice church for there. And all of a sudden, a a lady comes just crashing to the front and goes to the front, and as she's being prayed for, she just absolutely goes stone cold, falls straight on the floor, and they carry her off. You see, she had come storming in with demon possession out of her mind, and in that instant, as they prayed for her and released her, delivered her from this demon, she went out cold. It was an amazing picture of, of really what happens in the life of a person who is out of control with a demon. Now, Again, it doesn't look like that in America. Right, it creeps in differently into lives. You know, we we have this. We can't we can't have joy if we don't get the newest thing, and so we're absolutely just controlled by this urge to always get something new. Right, I I I can't find peace in my life, or I can't find the ability to just to to be released and to 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 find. Comfort, or or to let myself go, if I don't cover it with a little bit of alcohol, or I, I I'm always full of pain, and and I can't I can't get away from it if I don't take a little of this. And so either we, we need something to, to find joy in life and, and we can't find it in anything else or, or we have to get the next new thing or we need to go up the ladder in order to find fulfillment in life. And so we, we're constantly trying to fill our life, cover up pain in, in things in this world. And so the, the enemy can lie to us in so many different ways and it, and it, it is so subtle. Soon enough, we know that when he attacks, it's when we're at our lowest. It's when we're not expecting it. At some point, we know that this man had a low. Things weren't going the way he had planned. And that opened up the door for the enemy to come in. And we see that so often in this world like lives fall apart when we're least prepared when our guard is down how many people go in for a surgery and and they get prescribed these medications how many times i've heard that 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 person then becomes addicted to it and and nothing can can bring them peace unless they have that medication. Or how many marriages are going through a difficult time, and, and somebody at work happens to say something, and that person's connected to them, or a screen, uh, something on their screen pops up, and all of a sudden they're addicted to porn because, in that weak moment, the enemy creeps in and he knows exactly when to jump and get a hold of our lives. See, it would be so nice. It would be so nice if, if the enemy was as obvious to us as it is in this story. If only we could see it a mile away and say, man, that person is filled with the enemy. It is so clear that he is or she is demon-possessed, but it doesn't work that way. The, the, the devil isn't going to just pounce into your life and manifest itself in this craziness, right? It, it, it doesn't work that way he destroys our life so subtly and before you know it you find yourself going down a path you never wanted to go down and you have no idea how to get out of it and here you are maybe that's where you're at today and you're stuck you're like i don't know how to get out of this i've been doing this forever I've tried to get out of it. I've tried to break this addiction. I've tried to to stop having to buy everything all the time. I've tried to put that that phone down. I've tried to shut out those lies or those those, those things that just torment me. And and every time I think of something, all it is is negative. and, And I'm just stuck in this place and I can never get out. And this is just the way it's always going to be. That's what this man was facing. But then we read about Jesus. You see, God knows what you're going through. And he is ready. He is ready. The moment the man came in contact with Jesus, it was different. He changed everything. And when he allowed those pigs to go flying down the side, we can see so clear the intent of these enemies that we face. Their intent is to seek, kill, and destroy. But God's intent is to bring life. So whatever you're facing today, don't buy into this lie that things can't get better. There's nothing, nothing is more powerful than our God. And then I love how this, this passage ends. We have really two different reactions, right? We have the reactions from the people. They saw all the good things that had happened, right? They they, they saw the demon being cast out of this man, and then they saw him sitting at Jesus' feet, fully dressed in his right mind, like they couldn't recognize him. What was their response? Fear. Fear. I mean, sure... Their livestock was gone, but they were afraid. They weren't afraid that that their pigs were gone. They had no way to provide for their families. No, they they were afraid for what Jesus was going to do next. But then there was the man, and I love his response. I just want to read this again because... This was so good, and this this should be our response. He said in verse 18, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged him earnestly that he might remain with him. That was it. Begged him earnestly. What devotion. What desire. I can't get enough. I want more. I want, I want to see all this great things you have in store for me because you are only wanting good. Your heart is for my benefit and for others' benefit. I want to be a part of that, right? And Jesus turns to him and says, I know what you want. Your heart is right. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go tell others. And that's exactly what he does. He goes out to Decapolis, which is the ten cities, and he pronounces all that Jesus did. What a testimony. You can't deny his testimony, the most powerful evangelistic tool that anybody could have. The story of a changed life. But here's what I want to hone in today. The same Power that was displayed in this man, this demon-possessed man, a man out of his mind, filled with this this demon that possessed the power of six thousand trained men, is available for you today. You may not be experiencing anything near what he experienced, but in your life, you feel stuck. Maybe you feel like you just can't break that addiction or or that thing that just you just can't put it down that thought that motive that 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 anger that negativity the list can go on whatever you may be facing that is not what the it's not what God wants for you He wants you to have life right that power that was available for that man is available for you today. So here's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. He promised a thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. We saw that very clear in that passage, right? But I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. It's for you today. And then I also want to tell you That maybe Jesus will change the circumstances around you. But maybe, just maybe, it's it's not so much the things around you that are destroying your life. Maybe it's the inside of you. Jesus can heal anything. That's what I want to pray for you today. That God will get a hold of you. That he will give you the power to conquer whatever is going on either around you or inside of you. God wants to give you life. Life in abundance. It can happen. Your life can change for the better no matter what you're facing. It, it God can change anything and it starts inside of you. And so, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that whatever this, that, that's facing anybody today, whether it's internal or external, Father, we can't change the external. We know that that is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that can change out there. But, God, what we can change is inside of us, the way we see things, the way, way we believe in what you can do. And so, Father, I pray that you would start within us today that you would change our eyes, that we would believe once again, that we would have hope once again, that no matter what is in front of us or around us or inside of us, we can have life in abundance. Because the same power that, that changed the life of a madman is still real today, and it can conquer whatever we're facing today. So I pray that, Father, that you would come in and you would radically move in the lives of every person listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Nexus Church family, for joining us again today, and we'll see you again soon.